Welcome to Money and Magic, the podcast that combines the mystical with the practical to help you navigate money in the muggle world. I'm your host, Shy, remote bookkeeper and judgment-free money coach. I hope this podcast helps you create a harmonious relationship with your finances that empowers you to lead your truly magical life. Let's get started. I know this might not sound like a fun topic, but I promise you it is super important. First, if you hear nothing else in this episode, I need you to hear this. You need a high yield savings account. We'll get into exactly what that is here soon, but I had to make sure that you heard that first before we get started. So let's go ahead and jump in. Finances are different for everyone, and banking is different for everyone. So I'm going to give you a quick overview of what my banking setup looks like, and then I will explain to you at least the basics that you should have. So I am married, and my partner and I, we keep our finances pretty separate. We have one joint bank account, and we each put the exact same amount into that account every month. And that account pays for household bills, our gas, our electric, our homeowner's insurance. All of the household bills come out of that joint account. If we have any debt together, uh, we have a line of credit on our home. And so that payment comes out of that account. But our personal bills are completely separate. So I have my own personal checking, and that's where all of my income goes into. But then I have a second checking, and I call that my bills checking. This checking account is optional. It's not for everyone. But my bills account is where any bills that I have consistently every single month come out of that account. And the reason I do that is because when I put money into my main checking, I transfer however much I need to pay the bills over into my bills account. Whatever is left is my spending money. And so that way, I'm not spending my bills money. I keep them separate. My bills checking does not have a debit card. It is strictly for bills. I set it up ACH for those bills to automatically come out. So just a couple things that commonly come out of my personal bills checking are things like Credit card payments. So I use my Target card and then I pay that off every month. My Discover card is what I use to buy groceries and gas and all of that. And I pay that off every single month. So those are both things that come out of my bill pay account. There are all kinds of options here, but that's the biggest thing that I have. And then I also have a couple high yield savings accounts and some investments. So that's just the basic level of what my banking looks like. So let me tell you a little bit about the different types of accounts and what you could use them for or should use them for. Your checking account is the first account that you should have. All of your income will go into that account. If you choose not to have a second checking account like I do, then this is where all of your bills will get paid out as well. The main thing is to make sure that this checking account has no fees or very low fees. 
Nowadays, there are some checking accounts out there that charge a monthly service fee or super high overdraft fees. Whatever the case is, there are checking accounts that you can get that have no fees or very low fees. If you're looking for a local bank, I highly recommend a credit union. If you don't need a local bank, I recommend Relay Financial or Capital One. I'm not affiliated with either of them, but I do have accounts at both, and I absolutely love both of those. So again, that's Relay Financial and Capital One for your checking account. It doesn't matter where your checking account is. You just want to make sure that you're happy with the way the bank works and that you're getting what you deserve. And that should mean low or no fees. Checking accounts are pretty simple. Most people understand how they work. You can get super in-depth, but we're not going to do that today. So the next account that you should have that a lot of people don't is a high-yield savings account. This is also called an HYSA. So you'll see it both ways. But this is where you should be keeping your emergency fund. And the difference between a high-yield savings account and a regular account is just the interest rate. It's literally what it says. High yield, meaning you get a higher yield, more money, savings account. The national average for a traditional savings account at a bank like Chase or Wells Fargo or Bank of America is 0.46%. So not even half of 1%. That's the national average for a traditional savings account. And what most people do, they go to the bank, they open a checking, the bank says, hey, you need a savings with this too. They say, okay, and there you are. No one really looks into the fact that those savings accounts are earning you almost nothing. It is ridiculous. So for high yield savings accounts, I personally use Ally and Discover. I've also heard Marcus is a really good one. My current interest rate is 4.25%. And so if you look at that compared to half of a percent on a regular savings account, it's a no-brainer. And it's super easy to open one. It's super easy to transfer your money. And you have access to it usually just as quickly as your other savings account at a regular bank. So a lot of people say, well, how can they give you such a high interest rate compared to local banks? And a lot of it has to do with the fact that they don't have overhead. They're not paying all the employees to work at the teller line. They're not paying for the utilities at a giant building or multiple buildings all around different towns. They don't have as high of an overhead cost, so therefore they can give you these higher interest rates. So when it comes to a high-yield savings account, there's a couple things that you want to keep in a high-yield savings account. The first is what I call your cover-your-ass fund, and that's just $1,000. It's a piece of your emergency fund, but I call it cover-your-ass because it can cover all sorts of things that would normally put people in debt. A lot of that has to do with a flat tire or just yesterday. It was super cold where I live, and my car wouldn't start, so my husband had to jump it. I ended up needing to go get a new battery, and that cost $250. A lot of people wouldn't have $250 in their savings, so they would just put it on a credit card. 
And then that credit card gains interest because they can't pay it off. And then the vicious cycle continues. If I had a $1,000 cover your ass fund, which I do, I was easily able to cover that $250 purchase and know that I didn't have to go into debt for it. The next piece of that is your full emergency fund. And that is usually three to six months worth of expenses. And it's different for everyone because your living expenses are completely different than my living expenses. So you need to sit down and figure out in one month, what are my living expenses? You can break it down into must-haves and just what they are right now, including all the frills. It's up to you. And then you decide if you want three months or six months of that. And the goal here is if something catastrophic happened and you did not have an income for those periods of time, you would be able to pay your bills and sustain yourself for at least three to six months while you figured out what to do next. So those are the main things that you should store in your high yield savings account. But there's also one other type of fund that I want to talk about. Sinking funds should also be stored in your high yield savings account. Sinking funds are things that you're saving for that either happen every single year, such as property taxes, vehicle registrations, going back to school clothes, things like that. It could also be, hey, I want to take a $5,000 vacation in a couple years. And so you start saving for travel. It could be that you want to pay cash for a car. So you start a sinking fund for that car. A lot of people do sinking funds for home maintenance. Just today, I called our water company that we got our reverse osmosis water system from. And I said, hey, we're ready for filters. And the lady says, oh, great. By the way, since you've had that for five years, it's time to change this sediment filter. And that filter is $149. If I didn't have a sinking fund for home maintenance, that would be, it's like a $200 bill completely. And that would be tough to just fork over $200. But I have a sinking fund for home maintenance. So easy peasy lemon squeezy. I'll go pick up those filters. We'll get back to having fresh and tasty water. The point is, 82% of the population in America does not utilize a high-yield savings account. And it is literally as simple as opening one up and transferring money. I personally have $100 sent to my high-yield savings account every other week. I have a different savings account that I recently opened, and on the first of the month, $50 goes to that. It's not much, but it's something. If you could only start with $10 a month, that's okay. If you have a few hundred or a few thousand dollars sitting in a regular savings account at your bank, transfer it. Transfer it, get it to where it's earning you money. Because what's happening is the bank is able to use your money for free. Half a percent in interest is bullshit. So, Open up a high-yield savings account. Again, I recommend Ally. I also recommend Discover. And Marcus is a good one, too. Ally has buckets that you can use, and that's why I like it. Because it holds your entire amount. So let's say your total is $2,000. But you have four buckets in there. You can put $500 to each of those buckets. If 
you wanted to put 200 to your emergency fund and 300 to pets, you could do that within those buckets all in the same account so you're getting the most interest. So definitely go open a high-yield savings account. Okay, so now that you know you have your checking, you're going to open up your high-yield savings. You get all of those set up. You're excited. You're like, okay, what's next? The next type of account that you would move to is your retirement and brokerage accounts. We're not going to get real heavy into this today because I have an entire episode coming up all about this. But these type of accounts are things like a 401k or a 403b through your employer. If you're not employed, like you're self-employed or your employer doesn't opt for those options, you might open up uh, an IRA. Or if you're self-employed, it would be a SEP IRA. But ultimately, the goal of these accounts is for you to put money in, and it is long-term savings. You're not putting money in here to take it out in two weeks because the stock market went up. That's not how this works. We'll dig a lot deeper into that in a few episodes from now. But just know that that's the third account that you should have once you have your checking and high-yield savings. Did you know that 66% of working belittles have nothing saved for retirement? And I used to think that was crazy, but here I am. I am going to be 33 years old this year, and I've been saving since I was 19 because my employer offered it. My husband, on the other hand, has no retirement, no employer he has ever had, has offered a 401k or any type of retirement plan, so he just hasn't thought about it. I've mentioned it. He doesn't listen. Nothing I can do about it. But 66%, that is, that is very high to me. And it's as simple as $10 a month if that's all you can afford, just like the high-yield savings. So tune in a few episodes from now when we talk about all about investments because I'm going to make it super easy for you to start investing. I know this episode is kind of boring and there's not a whole lot of pizzazz about it, but sometimes when it comes to money, that's just how it is. Unfortunately, we have these topics, these things we need to talk about, and they're not real fun. They're not all glittery and exciting, but they're necessary. And I hope that if you've heard nothing else in this episode, you at least walk away with the understanding that you need to have a high-yield savings account if you don't already have one. If you need any help setting that up, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram, all the socials. You can also email me. Uh, The podcast has an email, and it's just podcast at abundancealchemy.co. You can always shoot me an email, and I can help walk you through that if you get stuck. So I have a couple things that I talked about in my last episode about Monarch Money or YNAB for helping you track your budget and your spending. I use these to track everything. And I do have a 30-day free trial for both of those linked in the show notes. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely do that. I also have a couple money courses that you can check out that breaks this down even more in depth. And the link for that is also in the show notes. And I had one last announcement for you. The 2024 year has started. We're about two weeks in now. And I am taking new tax prep 
clients for this year. All of my tax prep services are remote, so it doesn't matter where in the United States you are. I specialize in small businesses, people who are behind on their taxes or taxes confuse them. That is my goal, is to be a judgment-free tax preparer, a judgment-free money coach. I know finances are hard. I know America does not teach us the things that we should know. And so that's why I'm here. I hope this episode gave you a better understanding of which bank accounts to have and helps you kind of evaluate where you are with the accounts that you already have. And so go on and open those high yield savings accounts if you haven't already. In our next episode, we are heading back to the magic side of things. And I'm going to talk to you all about the Sabbath in bulk. So stay tuned for that. Reach out if you have questions. And I hope this helps. And that's a wrap for another spellbinding episode of Money and Magic. I hope you learned something that can help you navigate money in the muggle world. If you have any questions, topics, or even your own money and magic story that you'd like to share, reach out to me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you have found the show insightful, I'd truly appreciate it if you could take a moment to subscribe, leave me a review, and share money and magic with your friends and family. Think of it like casting a spell to help others on their financial journeys. As always, stand tall, shine bright, and stay grounded. I'll see you next time.